Hello, and welcome back to the Storybook Podcast. This is episode four of season three, Grimm's Fairy Tales. And today, Annie is in charge of the show. Uh, yeah. But first, we'll all introduce her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> today, we'll introduce ourselves. We've got a small cast of us today. It's going to be really, you know, intense intellectual discussion, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Intimate. Only the sensible ones are left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's me, Graham, and with me I also have... I'm your other host, Liv. And I'm your other, other host, Annie. And I'm your other, other, other host, Grob! <laughs> oh no! Thank you, I'm glad I we started we strong. I to die! No, I'll never die! I live in the forest and I have eternal life and cloaks! Or something. <laughs> Multiple cloaks! I hope this is peaking the audio so much. Unfortunately, it will what? be. What is this peaking you speak of? I'm here using the dark forces and no recording equipment. I'm a voice in your head. I sense oh. in my future a lot of uh, noise reduction feature on Audacity. You cannot reduce Grob. Grob is infinite. Loudless normalization. Boom. Grob is also maybe holding wand. the stick he's using as a microphone away from his mouth. So the audio is less loud. <laughs> That's very Welcome. thoughtful of Grob. Yeah, yes, thanks. Grob can be extremely thoughtful, but he's not mind-sweeping at parties. <laughs> you say mind-sweeping, do you mean like the, the Windows XP video game? No, I mean like, you know, when you go up to people's tables, you go, um, there's a good inch of alcohol mixer and spit in there, and I'm going to slap it down. Why is... is this a word? Is this common parlance? Yes, minesweeping is it's a recognised slang. I don't know why you guys haven't heard of it. It could be. Why, you know, why local is Rob gone the from... The United Kingdom, which is, um, you know, where the uh, magical fairy tale forest is. Maybe. Rob went from being, like, the ideal partner that we invented to, like, this. He's just, just this Rob guy. It's not my fault. That was, you know, this is what happens we. when five people's intentions get put into one person. I feel like we have very little ownership of Grob at this time. <laughs> you were yeah, made Rob in is, the chaos. Grob was being. born in it. Congratulations, <laughs> you did a Frankenstein. How do you feel? Ooh. Um. Mixed. Look at your creation. Look at it. Look at it. You can't make me. <laughs> you don't like it. I'm going to kill your sister wife. Yes, children. That's what happens in the book. What? Indeed. <laughs> it's a really grubbed up situation if you ask me. I love that before we started recording, we went, oh, the fewer people there are, the more intellectual the discussion tends to be. Yeah, we, we ruined that one straight off. You didn't, you didn't consider grub, the whole grub of the situation. <laughs> you got to consider the whole grub of the situation before you do anything. The grubuating circumstances. <laughs> hey, grub, can you can you give the microphone back to Liv? Yeah, please. Oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> Here you go, Liv. <laughs> Bye, grub. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> grub has been subdued. Uh, I handed him one of those uh, kaleidoscopes, and he is just rolling around the floor. Oh, the shit! Wow, so gorgeous. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's have an intellectual discussion about Grim's Fairy Tales. I'm so sorry for for Grob interrupting like that. You guys know that I'm 100% professional at all times, um, and I'd never do something so heinous as interrupting a podcast with Jess and Japes. I, I forgot that this was an improv podcast with meta plot for a moment, but now I remember. Bringing it back. Bringing back the meta plot. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
What did you guys think of the episode last week? I mean, I was saying this to you earlier, Annie, but my favourite thing about this story is fast becoming my favourite thing of all the Grimm's fairy tales, is that they set up a bunch of plot, and then they're just like, ah, <laughs> oh, we've got like one sentence left, let's just, uh, they all died, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, they're on a word count. It's more that, like, it does the Grimm's fairy tale things where it's like, okay, so people sure are taking actions. Why are they taking them? Oh, who knows? Reasons. Mm-hmm. They met in the forest. People take actions sometimes. Mm. Yep. Yeah. You know when you see a crying child, so you go, that's mine now. Yeah. It's carried off by a bird. I know. <laughs> but no, not even carried off by a bird. So a, a, a bird of prey saw a crying child, went, mm, I'll have that. Picked it up and they went, mm, you know what, actually, it's not my cheat day. And then put it back in a tree. <laughs> like, oh, my food's yeah. too noisy. I don't want this anymore. Huh? And some guy was just like, child in a tree. It's for me. I'll have that. <laughs> I'll have that. Presumably his mother was out somewhere looking for him and I don't know how far this... Well, she was asleep. Well, at some point she would have woken up and I don't know how far this bird of prey would have carried a baby before deciding not for it. Like Not that far, right? Know, that was the point though, is that baby was in the tree crying and the mum was at the foot of the tree <laughs> sleeping. That's how <laughs> close the mum was. Just didn't look up then. <laughs> She just, A, didn't wake up even though the baby was crying. B, didn't notice as a grown man climbed the tree next to her, bringing down her climbing baby. And then C, did not notice when the grown man presumably landed next to her out of it the It also strongly implies up. that uh, he came down from the tree and was like, should I give this child back to its parent who is here? And went, nah. <laughs> Honestly, it probably just went, oh, clearly a negligent parent if she's asleep and let her baby get carried I off mean... by a bird up a tree. <laughs> Is he wrong? Yeah. I love how he's like, hmm, you know what? I will, I'm going to take this baby home and I'll, I'll raise it with my baby. That sounds nice. Yeah, it's a great plan. And then just goes home. I, I like that he has one child already called, was it Lena? I was the one who read it, but I want to say Lena. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, that's a fairly normal name. And he goes, oh, what shall I name this new baby? Undervogel. Mm-hmm. Fundervogel. Fundervogel. Yeah. Because he was carried off by a, a bird, Annie. He explained that quite well, I think. Mm. Bird foundling. That's what it translates to. <laughs> yeah. I just, wow. Mm-hmm. Good for good for Fundervogel. To be fair, Lena was already, I guess Lena was already named. You know, yeah. you can't like Match rename your kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could rename, you, mm-hmm. you're not... You haven't got a name for the other child yet, so you could have gone for not Fundervogel. <laughs> I think that's Annie's point. <laughs> yeah, anything but Fundervogel. It was a pretty fun name, though, to be fair. <laughs> Saw the opportunity, he took it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a a particularly whimsical theme park to me. Like, oh, we're going to Fundervogel to see the elves. Oh. <laughs> see, to me, it sounded mm. like some kind of like herbal supplement. Oh, I just put a bit of Fundervogel in my tea. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't do mm-hmm. traditional pinkles anymore. I just take, uh, I make, I, I, I make a tea with Fundervogel in it. And it really like... cleans out your insides. <laughs> you get, you get Fundervogel and you get so many buckets of water and it just <laughs> solves all your problems. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's all good. It's not really <laughs> explained why this old woman, uh, spoiler alert for the third paragraph, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. wants to boil mm-hmm. a child. <laughs> Yeah, it's never explained. And also, Lena doesn't 
ask her. Yeah, well, why would you? You're like six years old, you're walking along, and you're like, hey, why are you getting so much water for? And she's like, I'm going to boil them alive. Although, you know, obviously not based on the rest of the story where she does continue to try and kill these ch- children. But Sana, at that point, mm. is like bringing in all these buckets of water, and she's like, what are you doing that for? And she's like, I'm going to boil it, and then I'm going to put Fundervogel in it. I was like, is Fundervogel just a stinky child? Does he just need a bath? Is that what this is? And then yeah. she did then try to murder the kids somewhat. Yeah, she committed yeah. to the murder afterwards. Maybe Fundervogel was just really annoying. Did he just have bad vibes? I, mean... I don't think we've considered this. Well... To be fair, I'm pretty sure the only thing he says in the entire thing is mm-hmm. like in response to, to her saying like um Oh never leave me and I'll never leave you. He says like neither now nor the ever. Line he kept saying in response. Neither now nor ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a real like Raven can only say nevermore type situation. <laughs> like Maybe he is a bird. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. Oh, he was a bird the whole time. Oh my gosh, it was an egg. <laughs> it was a metaphor, and he's just a bird, and that's why the cook wants to kill him. She's making the oh, most bland like, soup known to man. Yeah, this is a yeah, bird. Is she actually making fun of yeah. soup, or is she just gonna like boil him to death? Because not a great way of murder. Like it's a lot of effort. I would assume because it specified that she was the cook. I would assume. She's cooking him. Maybe it's a deep reflection on, uh, you know, poverty and Maybe. the lack of food resources available that she has to eat the child. Um, I believe it was Jonathan Swift who once said... Yeah. <laughs> who once said, Hey guys, I've got a reasonable solution. <laughs> really great idea. Have you considered... <laughs> oh gosh. You ever think about how if someone did mm. um, a modest proposal today, like, as a little bit, and then posted it on, like, I don't know. People would genuinely discourse on it. If you posted it on Twitter, they'd be mm-hmm. like, actually, mm-hmm. this makes a lot of sense. No, it wouldn't be that. It would be like, guys, I can't believe that someone would say this. And then you'd be like, it's political satire. And they'd be like, oh, I can't believe someone said that. Actually, to be fair, there is there is a natural example of this. And it happened the other day where basically this account that's like a to be fair i have opinions on the account itself but in general they are a trans positive account but they are like a fake news trans twitter right and they tweeted that as trans women they were anti the the song natural woman because it implies that there's such thing as a natural woman and how dare how dare how dare and then like so many tabloid news store sites reported on it but never actually contacted the twitter for context or comment because if they had they would have been like no we're a satire site what what no obviously that wasn't real people genuinely believed that that was a thing Mm. you know people that obviously want to believe that trans people are you know irrational whatever anyway (laughs) uh jonathan swift don't eat kids live out (laughs) that is a good policy i find usually yeah (laughs) don't eat kids I need to stop doing this. Every single time I'm on a podcast recently, I'm like, let's talk about trans issues. <laughs> this is our fun little fairy tale podcast. I'm sorry, guys. We're talking about a child who's carried away by a bird, but you know what? Trans issues are important and we should address them. You know who the real egg in this story is? <laughs> oh, no. I will say, you know, they do transition into inanimate objects. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about what the heck that was? Yeah, we can talk about that. They just do it. They're just like, I'm just going to be a a bush. And they just are. It kind of got me thinking, right? Do you guys think that this, obviously not just Thundervogel, but stories like Thundervogel are the, you know, the creation of the 
with the power of love trope because like i'm not being funny but obviously that's like a time-honored mm-hmm. fantasy trope like in stardust it's how they win the day and like in mm-hmm. a lot of other fairy tales to be fair they come from like uh, cinderella and stuff which I suppose is this kind of mm. set, isn't it? Well, no, Cinderella isn't... No, mm. no, 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 I'm talking specifically where, like, with the power of true love, they are able to either do magic or undo bad magic. No, oh, I think you have Sleeping Beauty. It's the one where they're like, oh, kiss. Yeah. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. But I mean more like, okay, we're going to look at each other and profess our love for each other, and then boom, magic. Do you guys think the birth of that trope? Because it is one of my favourites, to be fair. Possibly. What's interesting is one of the reasons that I, I picked this story mm. to read is because... um during the pandemic when I was spending all my time on TikTok, I remember seeing this guy come up like a couple times who was writing an essay or something about how in multiple folk tales, there are examples of uh, like two lovers and one of them turns into a, a red rose and the other one turns into a green briar mm-hmm. or like they die and from their gra- graves that's what grows yes. and stuff like that and I thought oh that's really interesting and I tried so hard to research it for this mm-hmm. podcast and I couldn't find oh, anything so I know it's out there but for some reason I just couldn't find it like I just got a lot of song lyrics which was really annoying <laughs> The thing is, is I do kind of, when you said that, it's something that I've not really considered before, but I feel like I do recognise that as a trope, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think red roses specifically are such a thing because um, I can't remember what happens in the original Beauty and the Beast myth. I'm sorry. It's in it's Grim. It's not in Grim's fairy tales. Uh, it feels like it would be. They probably did one of them. Well, I mean, Beauty and the Beast, the whole concept of it is a very, very, very old but either way i'm pretty sure and not just in disney um there is like a red rose in beauty and the beast and um, there's also in yes. the seven swans yes i am going to talk about my favorite fairy tale that wasn't included in grim's fairy tales i'm going to insert <laughs> it to every episode there's the seven ravens is that is that good enough for you that's in the grim's fairy tales no i read it and it's not the same Aww. i can't remember where the seven swans is from it must be from some kind of traditional fairy storybook though because it is like old and it's not Han- it's not Hans Christiansen I don't think anyway so in the seven swans no. basic concept is there is a girl she got seven prince brothers she's also a princess king marries an evil woman evil woman very beautiful turns out to be a witch uh turns all of the princes into swans and they can only be humans once every seven years and then they're cursed fly away from the kingdom and stuff um, and only princess is left and then she has to be like a servant girl and blah 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 but then this prince rocks up and it's like really interested in her and it's like hey girl and she's like hi and then the queen is trying to curse her to make her like ugly and evil and cruel um so while she's having a bath she sets these three toads into the room and she's like you will sit on her head and make her wicked you will sit on her face and make her ugly and you will sit on her heart and make her cruel but she's so beautiful and gorgeous and wonderful and amazing and lovely that when she gets out of the bath she still looks beautiful and radiant as always and the queen's like what the heck and then she goes in and there's just three beautiful red roses floating on the bath water and it's always red roses. that's interesting also because um i read a version of the the seven swans story um that didn't have that in it it was it was in the version i read also um in order to turn her brothers back she wasn't allowed to speak for seven years yeah yeah i've heard that yeah yeah she's not allowed to speak for seven years and you have to weave them a cloak of stinging nettles oh and, and that's how the king meets her 
Oh no! In the in the one I read, she was weaving um, white shirts. Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. Okay, so in in the version that I read, which honestly seems maybe a bit more hardcore than your your version. Oh no no! In the in the version that I read, also um, she got married to the to this prince. She wasn't allowed to speak the entire time, yeah. and the queen mm-hmm. really hated her. So. Um, mm-hmm. She got pregnant and gave birth like three times, and each time after like a week after the child had been born, the queen um, had the child murdered and smeared blood on the princess's mouth while she was asleep, and so and then tried to convince everyone she'd ate the baby. Wow! And she couldn't defend herself because she wasn't allowed to speak. <laughs> wow! I think there was something like this in this one. It wasn't babies though. It was something to do with the queen smearing blood on her and showing it was her but with her with the version that i read when i was little it was that she had to not speak for seven years and also she had to weave them coats made of stinging nettles and obviously that does really hurt your hands and that's how she met the king she was out gathering stinging nettles and he was like hey girl you cute and mm. she was like Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and then he was like <laughs> yes wifing it up immediately um but then because she never spoke and because she would like kept to herself a lot and then also didn't want to show anyone that she was weaving coats made of singing letters obviously everyone was like hmm she doesn't speak and she's really beautiful and also she keeps to herself which she is a witch so then because she can't defend herself at the witch trial she's there on the stake about to be burned they have lit the stake mm-hmm. and she's like weaving these metal things as fast as she can and then all of the swans fly down because mm. it's the final moment they can ever fly back on the earth after seven years and she throws the cloaks and nettles over them and they all transform into beautiful princes and everyone goes Bleh! and then she goes oh my gosh i can speak again hi guys it's me i'm actually a princess and that woman over there actually is a witch and then she gets burned as a witch and i'm like girl you just transformed seven swans into seven humans <laughs> you look like more of a witch right now but anyway and then they're all happy in the end it's weird in the one that i read it it was very very similar because i think she was also like about to be burned mm-hmm. at the stake but because she was um weaving white yeah. shirts um when she was like weaving them at the last minute she didn't finish one of them like she still had a sleeve to go but didn't have time to do it so everyone turned back except one of the brothers who still had one wing what version was this oh my goodness i don't know i just found it online <laughs> oh my gosh well fair enough i did actually when i was um looking up stuff for 12 dancing princesses mm-hmm. the versions of the 12 dancing princesses that you can find online they're so cute but they're all romantic it's so funny it's not an old soldier soldier anymore it's just a handsome young local peasant man mm-hmm. and when the oldest princess brings him wine mm-hmm. they talk and flirt basically it, it kind of establishes like a romance between them it's really funny did you find that actually Annie? did you <laughs> look at any were you researching any other versions of Vindavogel? are there any other versions of Vindavogel? i don't know actually i didn't look it up because i didn't want i probably should have done for the discussion part of it i'm so sorry <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I only ask because there are a million billion versions of the Twelve Dancing Princesses and they're all slightly different names. Yeah. It's really strange. I mean, I imagine there's probably different versions where they, like, turn into different mm. things um, yeah. or, or something, but... I mean, I was going to say, like, what else could they change? But probably a lot. It did remind but... me of the Babes in the Wood. Yes, it, yeah. I know the Babes in the Wood. I think that is also a Grimm's fairy tale. I know that it's not 100% the same, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's also pretty Hansel and Gretel as well. Yes, yes. Evil Witch and, you know. What I also find interesting about just going back to the, the transformations. Yeah. Um, first of all, the fact that they can just can do it. And I think that's fun of them. But also the fact that for, for, okay so the the 
servants that are being sent out after them because they're not that far into the woods yeah. like they still have visual <laughs> yeah. of where they came from so you know un- unless Thunderbugal really is a bird and just flew them really high up it's got that eagle vision but like but, but so these servants presumably know these woods fairly well so you would think if they walked out and went huh where'd that church come from <laughs> Um, But also, they obviously aren't thinking, oh, the children turned into a church and a chandelier. But the cook is thinking that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's fun that the cook is the only one that's like, well, clearly that's the two kids. I also think it's really funny that somehow she's able to guess which one they are each time. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, fine, fine, a a flower on a rosebush, fine. But a chandelier in a church? There are so many things in a church that a person could be if they were transformed into. Yeah. There's a font. There's, you know, the altar. There's <laughs> candelabra. You know. Yeah. Right. Not to be rude. There's not. There's not really chandeliers in churches now. I was. Yeah. I was thinking that. I thought odd thing to turn into. I was thinking maybe it might be a slight. Like it could be a sconce, maybe instead. Mm. Maybe a sconce. I was thinking maybe it's like a kind of a slight mistranslation. Possibly. Um. Because chandelier denotes something hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Church ceilings be big. I'm not really deep into uh, German church architecture. What? From, You're not? You know, the 1800s. Why not? No, I know, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> most churches have like very high ceilings. It's kind of, well, old churches mm-hmm. anyway. Not only new churches with the flat roofs or whatever, but yeah. old churches, they have high ceilings. I know church in my parents' village, um, that's lit. It is lit. By... It is lit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but that's lit by, um, well, probably candles back in the day, but now electric lamps on each of the, there's, there's mm. multiple like pillars in it, and the the, can, the, yeah. like, the lights are around the pillars, there's nothing coming from the ceiling. I think that's normal for certainly in most English churches I've been in. Just because I feel like it would be really, really difficult to get something mm. wired up to the ceiling. Yeah. yeah, It's not spectacularly high, obviously, it's just like a village church, but it is quite a high ceiling. Yeah. You know? So, where is the chandelabra going to go in the church? Is it going above, like, the pulpit, the altar? What? Yeah. But there's just something odd about the idea of, like, mm. a chandelier in, like, a church in the woods. Those seem two wildly different vibes to me. Like, one's way too ornate for the other one. Potentially, the reason for her becoming a chandelier might actually be because uh, That's you don't true. want That's true. In which case, there are so many other things that they could have been. Yeah. The candle or the pulpit <laughs> or the font or a crucifix. Because, you know, obviously, the, the Brothers Grimm being as they were back in the time, like, I feel like that would be so incredibly sacrilegious that you, you can't say that you did that. So I guess the chandelier is the best. That's true. Maybe that's the point. Maybe because the chandelier is so conspicuous. You're like, there's just a church yeah. and a chandelier for some reason. And then Sam's like, guys, obviously she was the chandelier. Uh. But then also duck and duck bond. Yeah. So are we going to talk about the murder? The duck murder, yeah. The, the duck murder. Yeah. The, the world's largest duck, <laughs> which can fit the cook's entire head yeah. in its beak. Oh. Giant duck. It's a pelican. It's a whole pelican. It doesn't matter thinking what? about... Did, did it? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would have to have, like, a really wide bite. Yeah. I imagined it was kind of just, like, getting a grip of the hair and, like, snapping the neck or something. I was picturing kind of, like, a sideways. Like, I wasn't thinking a duck was, like, closing its beak around it. It says, um, so the duck quickly swam to her, seized her head in its beak, and drew her into the water, and there the old witch had to drown. You know what's really weird is I, what I imagined is I imagined the duck opening its little beak and grabbing hold of her nose and pulling her under that way. I don't mm. know why. Like, it just feels like comical to me to be like, got your nose, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> 
yoink. <laughs> I say comical because basically, oftentimes when I read fairy tales specifically, my brain will just think of illumination style illustrations to go along with it. Mm. You know that old time fairy tale artwork yes. style? I was imagining a woman leaning down. I was imagining her with like an apron on and also for some reason a red spotted handkerchief over her hair. thought that would be cute and fun. Yeah. And her leaning on all fours over the door and then a big dog coming in like grabbing her nose and like flapping its wings towards mm. her face and then she's going like, ah, yeah. <laughs> my nose. And no pictures of the drowning. Please don't put that in my children's book. <laughs> the kids are gonna learn sometime water's dangerous you know ducks are mm. evil i i do think it's kind of interesting or like to think about um so she's like sees this pond and instantly she's like i'm gonna drink from it now up until this point she's she's been pretty canny about you know knowing them they're transforming so was her plan to drain the lake by mm-hmm. drinking it because I'm sure mm. there are better ways. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that was the point. I thought it was. I yeah. thought, yes. Because it says drink it up. But she, she had buckets earlier. Go back and get the bucket. Ah, she didn't take him with her. Yeah, that's true. You know when you're filled with rage because that darn kid won't just die and your, your whole logic flies out, out the window? Yeah, every day. <laughs> Also, I feel like drinking, like, a pond dry, that's also definitely at least a Grimm's fairy story trait, right? Is it? Well, there's, like, this bit, oh, gosh, and I can't remember why, but there is a bit where, I can't remember which story it is. It might be Golden Goose, but either way, there's a whole Mm. bit where there's a guy who is so hungry that all the bread and wine won't feed him and so thirsty that, like, he drinks a whole lake and then all the barrels of wine in the the kingdom won't slake his thirst. I just remember this whole thing of him drinking a lake. That does sound kind of familiar. Honestly, just be, like, kneeling down and, like, lapping up a whole lake. I'm like, how? Disgusting. It actively has a duck in it. You're making eye contact with the duck while drinking it. You're making that duck homeless. (laughs) Watch this, buddy. (laughs) I also, I assumed that it was gonna be, like, one of those really cute little fairy tale honkies. Yeah. It has like a little bit of duckweed on it. Like a frog. A couple of lily pads. <laughs> Kneeling down to drink from the thing and then just a tadpole is in your mouth. Like, Good soup. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you go down to get like a scoop of water and it's just like blanket weed what? comes up. Oh, it's just like brown. Yeah. Sludgy. Tastes brackish. You know what that is? That is fairy tale times bubble <laughs> I I will just quickly like to address one line in the story. In case anyone listening was wondering, I didn't mess up a line. It was badly written. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. Go on, do tell. It was when um Lena's telling Fundervogel about the the cook's plan and I think the line is something like um oh and she said if I promise to never tell anyone, and she said, no, you didn't finish the sentence, you just started a new one. <laughs> I, I also remember this. I remember re- finishing this story, as I also do with the Twelve Dancing Princesses, and then having to reread it to be like, was that it? Was that everything? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that line just really annoyed me, because I was like, okay, clearly that's an error or mistranslation or something, but I have to read this out loud yeah. and make it sound normal. <laughs> Can I give you my favourite line from this yes. as well? My my favourite line is the, the end of the last line, and which the last line is, And then the children went home together and were heartily delighted. And now this is my favourite bit. And if they have not died, they are living still. That's usually how it works, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found it. <laughs> then said Lena, Then I will tell you, last night old Santa carried so many buckets of water into the house that I asked her why she was doing that, and she said that if I would promise not to tell anyone, and she said that early tomorrow morning, when father was out hunting, she would set the kettle full of water, throw you into it and boil you, but we will get up quickly, dress ourselves and go away together. Now, peace and love to the people at Project Gutenberg, and also this is specifically a copy that was translated from the original German, I believe. Yeah. 
by either people at Project Gutenberg. No, it was translated by someone else. So I feel like this is maybe a misprint or a mistranslation. I have also the iBooks version of Grimm's Fairy Tales, just because I've read Grimm's Fairy Tales at some point in my life. Does it also have this? I'm um, going to check. Um, let's, let's have another out. discussion and I'll tell you in a minute. So, Graham, do, would you be the pond or the duck? If you had to. I feel like I have duck vibes. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. I see that. I like to be moving about, you know? I think I, w- I want to be paddling about. Yeah, like, you look calm on the surface, but there's a lot going on underneath. <laughs> uh, you think ducks are calm? No, like, the, you see them, like, swim smoothly, but their feet are going crazy under the water. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yes. Classic, yes. That old chestnut. I think typically people say that about swans, but, you know... It applies to ducks too. Yes. I know what you mean though. Uh, okay, so Annie, one for you then. Yes. Do you think you would be a church or a chandelier? Chandelier. Interesting. What makes you say chandelier? Gaudy. Hmm. Flashier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think churches have a kind of regality that I could never achieve. Ah, uh, I see. Too respectable. There's something quiet and calm about a church, even one that's presumably abandoned in the woods. Whereas a chandelier is kind of incongruous in that, why is that in a church kind of way? And I think people have the same reaction to seeing me in a church. They'd be like, ah. <laughs> They'd be like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> is that loud? <laughs> <laughs> you can cross that threshold. I didn't realise you could do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not on fire. Um, well, do you think you would be uh, a, a green briar or the red, red rose upon it? I think I could be the green briar. Hmm. Mm. Sorry. Okay, so my answer <laughs> to the question is is that I found the same typo in other versions. Ah. Okay. Um, but also on other versions of it where people have like published the short story themselves. Um, mm. it doesn't have it in. I assume because people have you know edited it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you. I suppose you could read it as her, depending on how young they are. Yeah. She could be like just talking like a child and stumbling mm-hmm. over her words because she's so like urgent about it. That doesn't really mm. match the rest of what she says in the whole story, but that could be an explanation. What I assume it'll be is that um, on the free resources is where the typo is. Mm-hmm. On the other resources. Um, like, I've just found one where there's... Oh, there's so much backstory now. It's exciting. In this version, Fundavogel was stolen by an owl. Wow. Hmm? That's kind of fun, to be fair. I feel like we missed out on having that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, this is so good. Um, I'm going to only do a very short excerpt from this because obviously I don't want to, you know, get us copyright straight or anything. Mm. <laughs> she would throw Fundavogel in the pot, boiling him alive. That night, Lena lay in bed, horrified at the thought of poor Fundavogel, her best friend, boiling him alive. <laughs> Aww. And historians will say they were just good friends. <laughs> well, their relationship is so ambiguous because is is it like a, a like a relationship kind mm. of love or is it like a brother sister love? Like what is it? We don't even know how old they are. Yeah. Going back to Frankenstein, based on the whole like I will love you forever thing, I was like, well, okay, this is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know because the problem is, is like most of the times with love declarations mm-hmm. in fairy tales, like they are usually romantic, although you know you do get some brother sister Mm -hmm. exclamations i think it's because like will you love me forever yes now and always i was like good lord that's a bit much (laughs) (laughs) this is so funny yeah sorry in this in this not gutenberg version um it's like and lena decided that she couldn't keep this a secret even though she'd promised and i'm like yes because the secret was i'm going to murder someone (laughs) that's 
not. How secrets work? Oh my god. Well, I have a quiz. Go ahead. Quiz me. Oh my gosh, a quiz. I've prepared a quiz, which for the listeners, um, Graham messaged the chat an hour ago and said, can you make a quiz? I didn't even say, I didn't stipulate quiz. I gave you less to go on than that. I was like, can you make a <laughs> bit? Yeah, you said, can you, can you do something fun? And you were like, oh god, I don't know if I'm capable of this. <laughs> well, guys, I have the, the storybook points board up. Excellent. Points means prizes. Mm-hmm. You, you all said that I wouldn't remember. Thank Ta-da! Ooh, well, well done. Ta-da. So, here's how this is going to work. Okay. Based on Undervogel, meaning mm-hmm. foundling bird or bird foundling, mm-hmm. uh, which also I had to Google what a foundling was. It is a baby that's or infant that's been abandoned yes. by its parents. Based on that, what I've mm-hmm. got is some German words and their literal translations into English. Perfect. Love it. Oh my gosh. Wait, before we start, Graham, did you study German in school? No. Uh, well, only in like year nine. Good. I didn't either. <laughs> I did German at GCSE, and I have not done it since then, so for any German <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any. <laughs> okay, um, so here's your option, right? So what I want from you guys is to tell me what this is describing, like what the actual word we would use for it is. Okay, okay. I can either just give you the German words, okay. you can have a guess, then I'll give you the literal translation, then you can have another guess, or I can give you both at once and then you can no, discuss words it. first. And then if we get stuck, then we give us the yes. translation. Because okay. then we can guess the translation yeah. to be funny as well. Okay. Yeah. Apologies to our German listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so sorry for... This is about to get real painful for you real quickly. The accent that I'm about to do. Oh, God. <laughs> um, this is how you get cancelled. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I, I said sorry in advance so you can't cancel me. That's how it works. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So here's your first one. Okay. Okay, number one. Brustwurzer. Mm-hmm. Say again. Brustwurzer. Bruce Forsyth? That's the one. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth. I have no idea. Or it might be Brustwurzer. Got a U in it. <laughs> Something force. Brustwurzer. Uh, I'm going to go with Hurricane. Okay. Do you want literal translation now? Yeah. Hit us with that translation. Yes. Literal yes. translation is breast wart i'm gonna go with nipple, nipple. yeah <laughs> yeah correct <laughs> breast wart <laughs> germany are you guys okay breast wart. Breast wart, <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna have to like listen even closer to what you're saying and then just be like what does it sound like i'm saying in a bit of a fun accent and then think about that okay number two mm-hmm. sandfleisch oh uh Okay, I know what the second word means. The first one, I'm like, sand? Sounds like sand flesh, so I'm gonna go with... Coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere? Yeah, not like you, Padme. I'm gonna go with eczema. Boom. I think, yeah, the second word, I think, is flesh. I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. with it being like, sand is dry. So I'm gonna go with, like, cured meats. Ew. Okay, so the translation is tooth meat. Gums? Gums? Yep. Oh my god. Okay, fair. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna go with me thinking that it means sand flesh and saying that means eczema is it's I think that's good for me actually. I think that's a good translation idea. Tooth meat. Tooth meat. Tooth meat. Tooth meat. Welcome to my horrifying version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's all body horror, non-stop. It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was once a human. I'd believe oh, that, to no. be fair. Number three. Chlorquil. Chlorquil? Chlorophyll? Chlor? I might have gone a bit French there, so... Chlorquil. Chlorquil. Maybe. Not even thinking of anything, just nail varnish. It does have nail varnish vibes. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a body part of some kind again. Because that's the way we can go. I'm going to go with eyelash. Okay, it literally translates to toilet glasses. Oh! What? <laughs> toilet glasses. Um, um, there's opera glasses that you get in the theatre because people don't wash their hands. <laughs> they're talking about opera glasses, but they're like, but they are disgusting. We know it. <laughs> toilet glasses. They are disgusting. Yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? That's, that's honestly my best guess because i could not bloody imagine what that's okay. supposed to mean taps it actually means toilet seat what's the glasses got to do with it i don't know why they call it toilet glasses i guess because it's like oh like a circle with a hole like maybe it looks like glasses if you're thinking very meta about it yeah not meta but you know what i mean abstract mm. there we go okay. number four essel pruka pruka with a b at the beginning <laughs> oh a b at the beginning uh, essel pruka is, is that allowed maybe by beginning, I mean the middle of the word. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. That's like a vessel. I was going to say. <laughs> um, hmm. I want to say door handle for no reason. Nice. I'm going to say betting shop. Oh, interesting. Don't know why. <laughs> why not? Okay, see if this helps you at all. The literal translation is donkey's bridge. Um, I'll say this one's a difficult one. Uh, uh, oh, like a cattle grid. A cattle grid. Oh. Because, you know, I guess you could make a donkey go across one of those. I'm going to go with stepping stones. Thank you. <gasps> Cobblestones. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Amazing logic. It's a mnemonic device. Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which. Oh, wait, so like the whole thing means mnemonic device or it is a mnemonic yep. device? The whole thing means mnemonic device. What? So instead of saying mnemonic device, they say... That's a donkey's bridge. Yes. That's so cool. That's kind of cute. I like that. The reason for this is because it comes from the Latin term, which means bridge of donkeys, that refers to a point that people find hard to remember uh, for some reason. Doesn't explain why they call it that either, but that's where that comes from. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Donkeys are pretty stinky. Like, if you're going over a bridge that donkeys have been near, like, you're gonna smell it before you see it. Not hard to remember. Maybe. Anyway, sorry to all the people who <laughs> okay. are building, you know, language or whatever, but... This is donkey slander. <laughs> Wait, who came up with Latin? Romans? Yeah. Grob the Romans. Sorry, I wanted to swear, but then we <laughs> realised that we were going to say grob whenever we wanted to swear, so grob the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Did someone say hey, my name? Number five. <laughs> no! Put him back in the box. Back in the box. <laughs> back in your box. Put away. He's, he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> other, other, other host. He's too much. <laughs> okay, number five. Dutch foul. Say again. Dutch foul. Dutch foul. Dutch foul. Uh, I'm going to go with River Valley. Hmm. I'm going to go with... First I was like, Dutch person falling over, and I thought that seems too specific. CD, because Dutch is a type of music. Foul, I don't know. Okay, so it translates to through fall. Sorry? Crowfall. Through fall. Through Yeah. Like falling through something. Uh, shower. Brackets. Brackets. Yeah. 
Yeah, like brackets as in like, you know, when you do it like in, in writing. Lift or elevator. Oh. Graham, you don't get two guesses. You did last time. Ah! Mm. <laughs> Again. They're both wrong, so. In great logic. Mm. It's actually diarrhea. Pardon? Oh, 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 God. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that does make a lot of sense now you think about it. Yeah. Fair enough, Germans. You've got us there. Yeah. yeah. To, to be fair, also, mm. the word diarrhea itself also means, like, through flow, I think, oh. from, like, the Greek. Oh, really? So we say it as well. Yeah. That's, you know, that's something that I've always, I've always wondered about. You know how in um, British English spellings of, like, diarrhea and, like, hmm. oh, estrogen. Let's go estrogen, because the only other example I could think of was uh, not a fun word. Anyway, um, with those words, yeah, yeah. obviously, um, obviously in British English we spell it with like the extra vowel, either the O-E in estrogen or the, um, but obviously in American English spellings, those words are simplified. Does that actually make a difference to the original Latin translation? Ooh. I mean, they're all Greek ones, aren't they? But Oh, Greek, sorry. It's all Greek to me. Anyway. <laughs> hey, <yo. laughs> I guess it, it becomes like a... a... I don't want to say bastardization, yeah. but yeah, a bastardization of the original word. So you're you're kind of just taking it and making it your own in the same way that like it's phoneticizing it basically, right? Like if you're if you're looking at like between French and English, there's a lot of very very similar words that mean the same thing, but they're different. Like in French, uh, école mm. is school, which is so mm. similar, but it's got an e instead of an s. But mm. I think for these ones, it's extra interesting if they are Greek ones, because obviously that's coming from a different alphabet. So it's not, yeah. it actually makes more sense to phoneticize it because you would have done that at some point anyway, right? I mean, there's mm. some sort yeah. of transition, but mostly yeah. like English is Latin alphabet, right? Not Greek alphabet. Mm. So mm. True. Oh, yeah. It's just something that I suddenly thought, just a fun little thing. Do you know why so, so many American words are like shortened and have letters missing? No. It's because it was cheaper to print on signs. God, that makes so much sense. Or to, to print, like, if you were writing it down, it, it saved money to wow. cut letters out. And so that's why the spelling's different. That makes so much sense now that it's like, oh, well, it's cheaper to print on signs. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Science signs. And I think when people were placing like adverts and, and anything like mm. that. So, mm. yeah. And then obviously, like, even if it's just a few words where they've taken out the, in their opinion, you know, unnecessary vowels. Yeah, like the only U's that we have. <laughs> We've got so many U's. I like them. I think they make words look fun. No, I, I like them. No, that's so interesting. I actually yeah. genuinely didn't know that. Question number six. Question number six. Doodle sack. Pencil case. Pencil case. It better be. I hope so much that it's pencil case. Well, it translates to yodel sack. Oh, bagpipe. Oh. It's bagpipe. Correct, it is bagpipe. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> I was just suddenly so excited. I'm so sorry. A question number seven, please. Number seven. Ooh. Say again. I'll try. Uchtfrohlich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pukt. With a lot of cousin. Phlegm. Sorry, what? Male cousin. No, wait, male. Female cousin. I'm going to go with sea swimming because it sounds like something frolic. Mm, cute. I was like, Graham, you're so close. Am I? <laughs> Damn it. it. It translates to wet happy. Now. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now I'm then. I'm sorry. I really wanted to, I, I wanted to, I wanted to make a very crude joke. I'm choosing not to. Thank you for I telling we're us. we're all thinking of the crude <laughs> joke. <laughs> we're all thinking the same crude joke. 
don't know what you're talking about, Annie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go with bath. I... Having a bath. I'm just... That's when you're wet and happy. Yeah. <laughs> Water slide. <laughs> okay. It is an occasion where people are drinking and enjoying themselves. Oh, that's quite fun. Wow. Oh, that is really cute, actually. So, like, a little party. Yeah, just any any time where people are just having some drinks and having fun. A little friendly gathering. Like right now on the podcast? Oh, my God. We're not having drinks. We're not having fun. Speak for yourselves. Are you guys having drinks? Are you guys are having fun? <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Chilled quota. Chilled quota. Um, <laughs> I've hit my chill quota this week. I have to have a lot of energy now. Uh, <laughs> a knife. A knife. No. Because it's a shield cutter. I'm going to go with... Sword, actually. No. Freezer draw. No. Okay, so far, Liv is closer because you got shield. No. Condom. So it is shield... <laughs> no, it's... Shield toad. Turtle! Tortoise! Yeah, turtle. Yeah. It is a tortoise and Liv got there first. No. <laughs> sorry. I'm, yeah. It's alright. I'm, I'm celebrating way too aggressively. I'm sorry. I'm I... <laughs> just getting very excited when I guess these. I'm not normally good at things, you see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number nine. Mm-hmm. Hexen shoes. Hexen shoes? Hexen shoes. Uh, magic shoes. Ice skates. Same okay, thing. So far, Graham's closer. It is a witch's shot. Uh, a, a, a wand? A magic wand? A, a, a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Which I think translates just to Jaeger bomb, mm. actually, now I think about actually, it. But... It would be a hunter bomb in that case, because Jaeger means hunter. Jaeger! <laughs> okay, so fi- final guesses for Hex and Shoes. Wand. I'm going to go with magic potion. It is lower back pain. <laughs> what? Because it feels like, like, is it the whole thing where, like, a, if a witch jumps you with her broom or whatever? Is that where it comes yeah, from? Yeah, probably. I think so, probably. Or, like, there's, like, um, I think it's, I can't remember where it comes from. I believe it might be, like, a Hebrew phrase where it's, like, the devil will use your spine to pick apples in hell. Um, what? Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think it's Hebrew. I can't remember. I just remember it's on, like, this list of, like, really hardcore phrases. That like, is pretty hard. You know, in other, other languages, yeah. because, you know. That would be the, the best drill tweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the devil will use your spine to pick apples in hell. Um, which, honestly, I feel like maybe... See, the thing is, is that, like, whenever I hear that, I'm like, ah, oh, it means someone's cowardly, but clearly it doesn't, because if your spine is strong enough to be used as, like, a ladder to pick apples, you must have a strong spine, you know? Oh, oh you think it's a ladder. ladder? I thought he was using it as like a little sort of a, you know, those those oh. uh, rubbish picker upper things. Like like a hook or a grabber or something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like climbing <laughs> up the spine and like picking the apples. Maybe it just means wow, you're exceptionally tall. Maybe. I was fully thinking he's using the spine to like hit like... the apples down, but then I thought, well, spines oh, kind yeah. of flexible, famously, so maybe he's using it like a whip. I thought he was pincering them. Yeah. Wiggly waggly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wacha. Kachow. Oh, so he's just slapping the <laughs> apples down. Yeah, they're gonna be real bruised. I have bad apples in hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the apples are all like in hell. <laughs> it's full of bad apples. <laughs> it's just one bad apple, you know. Number ten. Yeah. Um, Number ten. Blue banner. Sounds like a sort of some kind of football player or something. Banner. Blue French again. Log burner. Like a like so like a fireplace. Yeah, maybe. Okay. 
chimney. So it translates to glowing pear. Glowing pear of what? I'm not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> um, light bulb, because it's pear-shaped. Yeah. Oh, damn it, that's so good. Yeah, the minute you said that, I was like, obviously it's that. Yes, correct. I, I thought you meant pear, like P-A-I-R to start with. I was going, <laughs> what's there two of that glows? And I was like, it's obviously it's light bulb. It's a light bulb. One point for Graham. And the final question. Yes, let's go. My personal favourite. True Tan. Uh... True story. I don't know. Um, French horn. <laughs> Say it again. Troot Han. Clown nose. Troot Han. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Translation. Threatening chicken. Goose. Uh, cockerel. It is a turkey. Bear. Ah, they are weird looking to be fair. Yeah, threatening chicken. That's the end of the quiz. Yay. Who won? I think Liv won. Yeah. Uh, I was not keeping track of the scores. I was too busy trying to read German. <laughs> when we listen back, we'll have to find out who won. But yep. either way, I didn't get any points last week, obviously, because I hosted. So that mm-hmm. means I'm I'm currently on par with basically everyone else that recorded last week. Yay! I think it felt like Liv got I more. I think Liv got more, so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Gonna go this with is, that. Is... Nice. <laughs> and if... If, if not, then Graham will insert a part here to correct it. And if you hear nothing, we're assuming. I just, I'll record over yeah. every time someone said the word live, I'll just go, Graham. It's like, I think Graham <laughs> got more than Graham. <laughs> <laughs> you're dubbing over every time I say your name. Any well. name. It's like, hi, I'm your other host, Graham. Okay. <laughs> this is the story of Thunder Graham. <laughs> Now that we have gotten past Annie's quiz, there was something that I wanted to say about translations. Gotten past it? Past it. <laughs> Not gotten past I mean, you know what I mean? We survived. <laughs> we've, now that we've overcome the burden of the quiz. Oh, I'm sorry. That is, okay, yeah. It was a really fun quiz. I'm really happy. Thank you. I was really worried the entire time because I had a really fun fact about translations of Fundervogon and I was really worried that you were going to say my fun fact that I brought with me. <laughs> Let's round the show off with a fun fact. So, Fundervogel, if you don't know, if you translate it from Albanian, it means bottomless. Like the pit, or... Would you like some Fundervogon drink, yeah. sir? <laughs> <laughs> or if you find yourself Fundervogon, <laughs> you can always, you know, hit up any of the clubs in Soho. Wow, thanks for that. <laughs> Annie, is there anything you'd like to say to close off the, the fun Vogels? Oh, um, I will say, if you think that your personal chef is planning on boiling you or your children or loved ones alive, um, be a church about it. Or a candelabra. Or a duck. Or a pond. Mm. Or a rose. But not both. You can't do both. No, never both. You need a friend. <laughs> Maybe, you know, get a friend. One of you can be a green briar, the other one can be a red rose, and we'll see what happens. You can see where it goes. See where the night takes us. <laughs> Andy! Oh my god, Andy! <laughs> but thank you for listening, and I hope you liked the story. I didn't write it, I just read it. <laughs> Tweeted us saying how weird it was, because it was really weird. It was really weird. I don't know what the literal German translation is for that, mm. uh, but tell us. Tell us on the internet. I feel like it will end up being like literally translated as like tail river oval bean egg. Tail river egg. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. Back to back to the tail at tail river egg on Twitter. That's where you can find us, and <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. No.